This is Love from America, the last happy and unjaded hardcore MMA fans podcast on this godforsaken planet. <laughs> uh, it feels like we already talked about an hour. I mean, it, it might be might be in an hour because we left last week unpodcasted. So now we're back. Uh, I am Matt, the spiritual leader of the MMA fan in Central Europe. With me is, as always, your preferred Luke. He is your transatlantic friend. He now has cornered the market on Panini trading cards. And this is the Love John Morgan episode. Luke, why the fuck are we doing this today? We're doing this for, we were doing this for two reasons, but now three. Reason number one is uh, we're doing this for quality MMA on small promotions. And reason number two is happy birthday, Switzerland. Oh my God. Don't don't do this. Was it Switzerland's birthday? Are you going to cut this? I think so. (laughs) <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and reason number three, John Morgan yes. getting fighters bonuses, doing more for fighter pay than anyone else in the in the sport today. If you're subscribing Thank to you. this John Morgan. Yeah, if you're subscribing to this podcast and you hate John Morgan, unsubscribe right now. Oh man. There go all there goes <laughs> they're all gone. Every all of all of the twenty of, of us just unsubscribing Look. right now. As always, we have three segments, or at least we try to have three segments. We do fight events, fight and event recaps. This week it's UFC 265, Lewis versus uh, versus um, <laughs> Cyril Gunn. Uh, <laughs> we, we'll look at one fight from last week's UFC Fight Night Hall versus Strickland. I have two Ultimate Fighter <laughs> episodes to go into, season nine and season ten. <laughs> we have a uh, a quite interesting listener suggestion this week, which we'll go through. It's a breakdown of a fight from UFC Fight Night Six in two thousand and six. Some of some of the people listening to this weren't even born then. Uh, rest of the topics just get looped and gossiped and bantered and I don't know fight event recaps. Uh, is 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 that even three segments? I don't. I don't know. You already broke me. You broke me with two Ultimate Fighter episodes. Yeah, I, I will break all uh, of you. That is my goal. <laughs> let's get let's get started because this is this is going to be a a haul. <laughs> we, we never can take okay. another week off. Do it. Yeah, no, we can't. There's too much to talk about. Uh, yesterday evening, or whenever you you watched it, it was UFC 265 in Houston, Texas. Eric Lewis took on um, Cyril Gunn for the. <laughs> Can I even say it, uh, or, or or will will more journalists and fans melt because it was for an interim belt? It was it was real, man. It happened, and he got a belt. Yes, thanks very much. Just, People just forget because we don't like it doesn't yeah, mean it's not real. I you do cannot pretend your way out of this. Look, I do like the interim belts because the only thing they mean is next time the interim belt holder will get paid more. So why the fuck does, would you would you does, ever hate on it? Does it mean that? Yes. Does it mean that they got that they got the championship level Reebok bucks? Oh wait, yes, it's Venom bucks now. But. Venom bucks. <laughs> but there was there was like a thing where if you were fighting for a belt, it meant more, right? Like it it, it meant you got points, pay per view points. It meant you got Reebok bucks at you, higher tier. My beloved listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, but I do think it means if you're an interim champion, you'll get more money. So. Why would you ever hate you get, on it? I think you get. I think when you fight for a belt, I think you get pay per view points. So good for them. This pay per view lost 
uh, a damn good fight before it even started, Amanda Nunes. Right. Um, yeah. But, man, there's there was some stuff to love about it. When you, would you want to start with your with the things you loved? Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to start with the things I love. What did I what did I love is is uh <laughs> uh I don't know if I loved it, but we got some uh we got some dangling arms on this pay-per-view mm-hmm. as we've gotten on many pay-per-views this this year. Uh Gato Leonardo uh fight. Um I thought I thought uh, Leonardo was just kind of getting tooled and didn't didn't really want to be in there anymore at first. And I really need to apologize for jumping to that conclusion because Leonardo's arm was broken. Uh, I guess somewhere that I guess near where she had surgery on it before it broke again, and the doctor came in and and put her put his put hands put hands to to arm and uh said no you can't fight anymore and she was totally bummed yeah, but then was... the camera zoomed to it and there was a fucking hole in it where the bone should be so uh, uh yeah, got little, to, little, got uh, little goosebumps little goosebumps on that one got to got the tko uh doctor stopped it in between rounds it, uh, let's say just the fight the the fight pass prelims i don't know why they even make three segments out of that pay-per-view but sure it has something to do with deals and force force of habit (laughs) uh, finishes galore on the five pass prelims we had we had the dangling arm for leonardo um miles johns did a an awesome ducking then body head deadening dos santos which was awesome to watch we had leg kicks oh my god we had we had munoz had a, a backbound body triangle rear naked choke uh, almost um, f- first he had some sort of a crank then he rear naked choked finished simmons and can i talk about that briefly well, absolutely <laughs> the uh i know i don't know if you heard on the commentary but there's a lot made of munos's uh master's degree in whatever he has a master's degree in, and him saying in the in the pre-fight interview with the desk that he can't really be told anything because he has a master's degree and he knows everything. <laughs> of course. And Anik, Anik Loki making fun of it after that promo was just, just kiss the fingers. I loved it. It was great. Uh, yeah, and then Munoz's post-fight interview was something to behold. Anyway, please continue. Yeah, sorry. I mean, then I have to hand some sort of a an excuse, I guess, or, or a I'm sorry... Manel Kape for hating on you. Very sorry. Uh, the, the, I'm not. Look, he sorry he had a yet. rough. He, he was he was in in Rising before, and I loved his fights. It was always action packed, and and he was going for it. And then he had his two first UFC fights against I think it was against Pantoja and another dude, and he just split decision time, and he did absolutely nothing. Like it was it was not fun to watch, but he. Okay, that's fair. He showed he showed a lot more initiative in this one. Yes. He, he, he yeah, there was a lot more fight in this one, but he also he also didn't make weight. And then I'm going to and dude, I'm going to put it out there like I didn't like the stoppage on this one. Ooh. Odie had his arm over him and was pulling him close. Mm, and juicy. the ref just kind of the ref just kind of 
crashed in there and stopped it while Odie was pulling Cop down close so he couldn't get hit anymore. Jeez. So it's kind of like, is Odie going to be out if he doesn't get stopped? I have. Or is Cop going to get the get the is Cop going to get the separation to keep smashing him some more? I have a comment. So, I have a comment for that. This is CTE okay. Island. <laughs> this ain't fight on. <laughs> this is CTE. Yeah, no, Welcome it, to the UFC. This is CTE UFC. <laughs> just just congratulations to to Copy. Like breaking a bit of his his bad entrance into the UFC. Okay, he missed weight, that is but that always pays. You have to miss weight. Then you the, yes. most of the people missing weight they actually win, I think. Yes. But how can you hate on a flying knee and ground pound finish? I mean Okay, oh, it, you was, think it was you, great flying knee. It was great flying knee. I'll rewatch. Awesome. I'll rewatch and check if I think and, that it. And, it was and I'm hits. only. I'm only on the fence about it because in the replay, that I I almost saw Odie's eyes rolling back up into his head as he was falling backwards. Like it. I I think he was out, but by the time he hit the ground. He was pulling Cop down. He was he had thrown his left arm up over Cop and was pulling him close to s- get that separation away, yeah. so Cop couldn't hit him anymore. So it's hard to say. That's I'll, all. I'll rewatch. Oh. I I was quite. I I didn't get any. I I like any pointer to a early stoppage. So I am always right. So I don't think you're right. Well, I I defer to you for on <laughs> on matters of fighter safety and fouls. So please red card everyone in your next refing gig. Isn't red pa- card isn't pal. What? Um so five boss prelims are an absolute um recommendation to watch. A joy to behold. Finishes galore. Mm-hmm. Then we went on to the prelim card. Um any any takes on 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 a on a fight on the prelim card because the, the action died uh, down a bit. We had we had one fight. Let, let me. We let had me... a couple. We had a we had a really good fight on the prelims. Yes. Uh, Bobby Green versus Fiziev was on the prelims. Yes. yes? Yeah, it and was. that was fight of the night, and it was fight of the night for a reason. Um, I that was just just a just it it was in it was it was moments of faints and 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 less action but it was in order to get more action and it ended up at the end with Fiziev and Bobby Fiziev just shouting at Bobby Green and Bobby Green hitting Fiziev it was great it was a great fight man yeah you know that if if you evade high kicks like Fiziev does like it's like traditional Muay Thai <laughs> style you have my love and I'm and I'm a Fiziev mark and I love to see the fi- the dude fight but also Bobby Green these guys are just never in a boring fight, and I love Bobby Green. not much to say there. I think there was a thirty twenty seven for Fiziev that was a bit odd. Yeah, that, that was trash. But um, nothing to nothing bad to say about that fight. Just watch it. Just that's that's just a fight you can yeah. enjoy. That's that's the fight to go back and watch again. I think I put that in my notes. It, I was, have it to, was great. I have to say that I I did enjoy another fight more, and I'm not quite sure why because I really? as soon as the fight was made. I was super impressed with the matchmaking. That was um, Karolina Kowalkiewicz against Jessica Penney. And I think you couldn't uh, you couldn't have matched these these fighters up better. Because both both are actually like how can you say that laden with their own problems? <laughs> yeah, they they uh they both yeah, laden with their own laden, sure, yeah, you of can course. say that. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, I uh, the only note in my notes on that is why the fuck did KK go to the ground? Yeah, look, I mean I, I am 
more impressed by Penny than I should be. She, she had mm. a break of like 10 years or so, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it seemed... An eternity. And it seemed yeah. that it, it, it did her good. I, I'm i not sure what Carolina was thinking because I, I think she started well with inside low kicks. But then she... I, I'm, not, I'm not sure why she initiated the grappling. And... Mm-hmm. To to say that and Jessica Penne is a is a good grappler, like before the fight, if you'd asked me if Jessica Penne is that is a marvel of a grappler, I would I would have said no. But uh. yeah, okay. So we had this we had this really good take in the in the live thread. Was I I, I think it was I think Landy or I think it was Landy said said something like is is it that is is it is it actually that pe- that I was underestimating Penny yes. Penny this whole time and and it was and it re- you know what it reminded me of a lot was Yan Shaonan uh fighting Esparza correct and good good take me yeah. completely completely overestimating Shaonan but not giving Esparza enough credit yeah and you have to you have to give that, that sorry yeah. these the 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 top echelon of a division in MM in the UFC in a lot of divisions is there's like three to five fighters that can do everything really well. And then at right after you drop down, you, you're getting you're getting people that can't necessarily do a certain thing very well. And we saw that right here where 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 the one thing in my mind Carolina needed to not do was go to the ground. I blame <laughs> I blame Joanna Jondrejcik for for both of these things. I blame her for, for dismantling <laughs> Penny like no one has done before and completely jading my opinion of Penny forever. And I also of blame course. Joanna for training with Kovalkiewicz now and and not helping her out, as it seems. Look, the, the, oh, the armbar transition by Penny and um, that was really, really awesome. And Kovalkiewicz was working a footlock or, or a an ankle lock for so, some time, but Penny was really pushing on that armbar and turned her. Then um, Kolokiewicz yeah. turned it into, into the armbar. So, I mean, that fight was very entertaining and very surprising for me to see that Penny, the grappling she displayed there was top notch, like really, really top notch. I really enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah, so what that, th- that's that might be the reason because I did not expect that fight to be good. I loved the matchmaking, but I, I I thought the flaws of both of these would would actually make for a good fight, but not not of a not of a high quality grappling performance like Penny did. I I did not expect uh, that, so that, I like that very much. Brief imagination question: Is Carolina cut from the UFC? No. I think that's four or five losses. No, she won't be cut. <laughs> All right, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not not going into why, but <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, actually, listen, well, they just don't want to lose anyone else to BKFC. That's all it is. I'm telling right? you, I'm telling you the record of of one Karolina Kovalkiewicz. Okay. Two, let, don't don't go and look. I'm not. Guess three. Four. I think it's I think it's four losses in a ten, row. Her last ten fights. What is what is her record? Uh, three and seven. Yes. No way. Yes. Wow. She lost to Penny. Right. So she's Shianan. she's winning fights about like I pick fights on Tapology. Yes. Awesome. She lost against Penny, Shianan, Grasso, Watterson, Andrade. Then she won in 2018. That's actually not that long ago, but Felice Herrick and Jody Esquivel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but lost to Gadea, Jandrejcik, and won against Rose Namajunas in 2016, which is bonkers if you think about it. That now. is so crazy. 
Wow. Split decision. Might, might be a fight worth rewatching because that is a... Ten, at, at that point, she was 10-0. and 0. Wow. Okay. Listen, she also gets a bit up there. In, she's 35 now, so long, mm-hmm. long breaks. I don't know. But I, I really enjoyed that fight and I have to give Jessica Penny credit. Not, not subscribing to her OnlyFans now, but excited to see what's next for her. Because what, what do you do with her? She asked for a title fight and... Mm. Why not? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Dana Dana shut it down quite quite fast. So, but there is some there is some good fights now that if if she can keep up that performance, is 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 she forty now or something? God, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, she is thirty eight. I mean, that's forty. That's forty. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's 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 for the for the prelims. I think. Let's move on to the main card. Yeah. Watch. Well, of course. Watch Bobby Green against Fiziev, and I mm-hmm. I really recommend you to watch Karolina Kovalkiewicz against Jessica Penny. It's fun. Yeah. This there are a lot of finishes on this card that you could you could fast forward through all the BS on the recording and, and watch some and watch some quick fights. It was fun. It was a fun card. Um. <laughs> Where Casey do Kenny we... and Song Yadong. Yes. <laughs> Casey Kenny is in the ring. <laughs> He's in the cage. I just cracked me up. He's in the cage and he tries to taunt Song Yadong. And Song Yadong just looks at him and blasts him with a body shot kick. Yes. Or a body shot. Uh, I think it was a kick. That was great. Uh, I... Casey Casey is the kind is my kind of delusional MMA fighter where he taunts people in the cage and gets blasted and then jumps on the cage at the end of a fight and, th- and says he won when, while the judges are still tallying their scores. It's perfect. And, uh, Song Yudong walks away from this with the decision win, which I thought was justified. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was a, just a hilarious, I think the dude, I think that kind of behavior is just hilarious. So, Look, Song Yadong was was cornered by Uriah Faber, an alpha male dude. Now, Kenny is he a former LFA champ, so it's it's basically your guy. Uh, that that matchup <laughs> had maximum Shui potential, did not quite fulfill it, but I have to say, the walkout song of Song Yadong it was it was a mixture between hair metal hymn, cheap fantasy soundtrack, superhero epic. Thing. I I really have to find it. It, it pumped uh, me up. Uh, but yeah, the fight it. the fight was very good. I mean, um, these these jab hooks by song, boxing combinations, uh, body head body shots by song, even even Kenny faking low singles and mi- mixing in um, mid kicks. Uh, that was that was that was good technical fighting, and I I really do like it. Very enjoyable to watch. Good not distance, at all. good distance management by um, by Song. He started actually to bait Kenny, um, lure him in because he knew that he was he had the distance down of Kenny. That and yeah, I, I I did I did enjoy it. He evaded, he bobbed and weaved and slipped sometimes. So yeah, Kenny was fired the heck up, Luke, after round. He was. I he think was. he lost it, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, his corner. Yeah, a... His corner seems to know him because they try to calm him down. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good. This fight. was a this was a good card for heated up people. 
uh, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Casey Kenny, Casey Kenny was heated up. I think that's just guy. Seems kind of normal for him. Yeah. Uh, Fiziev and Green, of course, were heated up. And Tisha Torres and Angela Hill got some heat on their yeah. fight. Yeah. Um, and Tisha, apparently, like it, I don't know if she always looks like this, but man, she was throwing and she was mad when she was mm-hmm. throwing punches. She was just she was pissed off. It was great. I did not. Um, I did not like to fight that much. I thought that Angela Hill. Not looked, a lot to say about it. No, yeah. she looked she looked phased from from the shots of Tisha Torres from the start. I that that's what yep. I wrote down. Like after two or three punches thrown um, by Tisha, I think that yeah, she that Hill yeah. look Hill Hill had four fights in twenty twenty. Um, she's thirteen and ten now, or thirteen and nine. Um, the last fight these two had it was a rematch actually. Um, yeah it's dude Hill did not like the striking and Tisha does not just look bricked up she is strong as fuck and Angela had her at one point in a Muay Thai clinch which is supposed to be Angela's strength right and Tisha just took it and spun out of it I also did not like the how how Hill uh, approached that fight because he was just walking forward it's like Mm. don't walk into a tiny tornado don't walk into a tornado (laughs) that is that is my tip also not into a tiny one it's it was not clever and i think i think angela angela is cleverer than than what she displayed tonight and something did just it it didn't click for her also what i would have to point out is that i did love the corner work of tisha's corner um they shouted some of the of the most perfect shots um, once they they shouted outside low kick outside low kick she performed it immediately and and yeah hit angel right right where it where it hurts um so that was that was quite impressive to to see so but not a not a fight i was particularly a fan of just like tisha she was once on a four fight losing streak or something or five fight losing streak yeah this made it onto the main card when you could have made a better you could have made some some arguments for some other stuff to make it onto the main card but that's a that's a that's a that's a product of new Nunez's fight falling off too, I think. Yeah, I do think so. Um, oh yeah, he she she actually um that is Tisha Torres. She lost against Andrade, Andrejic, Whaley, and Marina Rodriguez. Now she's on a she's 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 had to fight some some very good MMA fighters. And she won against Brianna Van Buren, Sam Hughes, and now Angel Hill. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe maybe she, that's that's a bit of a a comeback for her, which yeah. I did not quite expect. So why not? Tell me, tell me something you did love in these top three fights, though. I mean, I loved. <laughs> did you? Was it simply all of it? Because I'd say so. Because I, look, we had we had Dar's jokes are always oh my nice. god, and so... Luke's Dar's joke finish was Luke's cold as Darst fuck. Joke, man. I mean, was... first of all, Luke is is conceived as a striker. Mm-hmm. And they 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 called him a brown belt for a very long time, whatever that means nowadays. But um, he worked out of a lot of danger. And if you if you say that Luke is a striker, you'd say that if there is a wrestle fuck guy and a BJJ guy, it's it's Giesa. So he catches people in subs for yes. sure. Yeah. So Luke went to the ground with that dude, and he worked out of a lot of danger, and he snatched it in in a 
like one <laughs> one instant of Kiesa putting his head in the wrong spot. That and Luke lock that thing on, man. I was like, I was blown away, and I even thought it was so fast that it wasn't all the way in, and Kiesa was going to turn out of it. But I'm also a Kiesa mark, so look, I was going to hate on Luke calling himself the Silent Assassin, but man, it's not a good <laughs> nickname. But listen, the the fight IQ and the the feeling on when to lock up this stars choke, like. I think Chiesa didn't even start his movement, but was only thinking about it. And Luke already started to set that Dars choke up. Yeah, it was good. Chiesa was on, on a, uh, was on a bicycle for the first two minutes. Um, he landed some good punches, but the first sense of Luke turning it up and hitting him, Chiesa just took him down and back mounts him immediately. And then mm-hmm. Luke just got out of it and Dars choked this fool. So. Amazing. It's wild. Amazing. It was so good. I it was so it was so hard to be happy about it as a <laughs> as a yes a fan, but man, that was sweet. So I mean that is that was super impressive. Mm-hmm. Then look, the king of Rio. He's back. Look, I mean, I'm not sure if he's back. He's five and five in his last ten fights. How is this how is this dude at one thirty five? This dude is 34 years old. Munoz is actually as well. Look, Aldo has the most wins, the most knockouts. He's a WEC and UFC champ. If we talk about legends in, in this young sport, whatever uh, you want to call it. Leg kick, leg kicking, just leg kicking, just, oh, man, so good. This fight. Look, Aldo's hands are so fast and the transitions between him fainting and not just fainting for the for the sake of fainting but fainting to set up um distractions and set up traps um transitioning between his feints and his punches is like is like unlike anything i have ever seen still at 34 years old with a 30 and 7 record like he, that dude is insane it's it's no wonder that that most of the fighters, you saw it in an, in an embedded. If you watched it, they greeted him. They wanted to take pictures with with that dude because that that dude is a yep. true legend. He's a legend, and and uh, I do wonder if Munoz was showing him a little too much respect as the fight went on, because there were moments when Aldo was sort of able to backpedal out, circle around, and reset, and Munoz just kind of let him. Yeah, but you, that's when I kind of thought like yeah, yeah that's what this guy right does. There. Look, the distance management, the ring generalship, composure. I mean, look, Aldo is built to fight. He's not. He's not the super athlete, whatever. But his stance, his his approach to the fight. That dude is also so well rounded. I mean, you don't see much of his ground game, but the the counter wrestling was always very impressive. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, his I don't know how he does it, but checking, the checking the leg kicks in this fight, man. Yeah, Im- Im- amazing. Herman, take a note, man. Take <laughs> amazing. a note. Leg kicks can be checked, and he also it, they it, can be. He checked some of the of the calf kicks Munio threw. So look, I mean, look, the fight is even. It was a decision, and it might not have been the most action packed fight you you ever see, but it is impressive if you know who Munoz is and what he usually does. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was kind of that was kind of my only question was like was if Munoz was sort of deferring to him sort of in a style like people would people would sort of let the legend of Anderson Silva sort of 
I don't think uh, so. Be, be greater. So I'm glad I'm, you said that. He seemed very, very happy to have lost to Alto. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Like, dude, like, I'd I be happy like, to. I know. I, yeah, I mean, I, totally. I fight yeah. Aldo and be happy as fuck if you just beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. So yeah. it's it's something to behold. Watch this 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 guy fight. It's and it's still. Each Aldo fight shows you some technical masterpiece you've you've never seen before. Some some I'd say Holloway is like that. I I'd say Usman is like that. I say Izzy can be like that. But there is not many MMA fighters ever. If Rose has an on night, she's she's a bit like that too. You see stuff, you go like, oh my fucking god, how do they do this? And Aldo <laughs> is Aldo is a guarantee for you to to just watch a good fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, my good friends, <laughs> we had the main event. Bon Gaiman. Bon Gaiman. Bon Gaiman. Bon Gaiman. Look, I knew that he he's he was going to win that fight, but yes. everyone knew. I say, like if you're not a, if you're not a mark, and if you're not if you not believe the hype of 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 Lewis, you knew that. The fighting style of Gone is nothing that Lewis will ever be able to deal with. The the calmness and the general demeanor of Gone is is also something you seldom see. I, I learned that he only took MMA. He's in MMA for three years now. Mm-hmm. And then some people come up and say, oh, but, but he was in Muay Thai before. First of all, it's not the same sport. Second... Guess how long he was in Muay Thai before he get, became champ and transitioned to MMA? How long? Three years. <laughs> you know what he did before the six years of, of fight sports? Uh, I I read this. Basketball. Uh, it was... Yeah. <laughs> so basketball is now the best base for MMA. <laughs> Not tell Jake Paul that. <laughs> Look, this fuck only started three years ago. I mean, that is that is. Dude. more bonkers than I would like it to be because I always tell people you can't get good at MMA uh, within a short amount of time. And okay, it's heavyweight MMA. But, He's fighting mostly strikers now and mostly brawlers. Not Don't just call them strikers, just call them brawlers. And maybe, maybe <laughs> if you are smart enough to not get into a brawl with a brawler, you can beat them at heavyweight I MMA. Mean, I mean, the only... Uh, to to take a, a bit up front the the imagination segment, but there is only one heavyweight fight I'm interested to see. It's Cyril Gan versus Stipe Miocic, because these two guys uh, are the only technical heavyweight fighters we have at the moment. Yeah, yeah. But we'll get Nganu first, so yeah, people will get yeah, woke so- to the fact that they come from the same trainer. They will come woke to the fact that that trainer just made beasts out of these two guys within a short amount of time. So it will be quite interesting. Yeah, it was sort of interesting to hear to hear Gon's coach talk in the promo packages about how, oh yeah, people bring me people all the time. <laughs> you know, like, Fernan, Fernan people, Lopez is. People, is people it, bring my friends bring me people to train <laughs> all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that dude. That yeah, dude I mean, has some magic in in his in his coaching style. Uh, and to, to go into the fight, look, what Gon does and the the calmness and the demeanor is not like 
it's not like I am the best and I, I'll fuck you up and whatever. It's like just I know what I'm doing. He took away he's the in legs. There. He's he, in there with all of Houston booing him. Of course. He doesn't he's just care. Smiling. He's just smiling. Doesn't he just care. thinks it's like, oh yeah. He took you away know, the legs we'll of Lewis within a short amount of time, hitting him with everything oh, he got. Fantastic. Um, it's fantastic breakdown. Man. Shortly before the stoppage, the, not a lot of intelligent defense there by Lewis. Miraliotta gave Lewis, like, I mean, we always say that he gave him every chance to be a warrior <laughs> and, to, <laughs> and to go out on his shield. <laughs> but man. <laughs> he gave him every chance, man. That dude was done, and he, he was not in there for a second of that fight. The only place that I was curious was, of course, is Derek is Derek stronger than gone? Like he's been stronger than no. everyone else? No. And he wasn't. No. He got into a clinch and gone turned him out of it. And he got into a clinch and gone turned him out of it again. Um, couple times in there when I thought, well, maybe Derek can get in there and, and throw in on the inside, but no. Nope. I say I um, say Lewis's best win is Curtis Blades. That was yeah. Um, that was great. And okay, beat Olenik, he beat Latifi, he beat beat Blagojinov. These are all good wins. But Cyril Gaon is on another level. Yeah. And I don't Uh, know how he does it. Um, He's so good in what he does. I also think that he's stronger than he might seem at first glance. Yeah, yeah, Gaon. Because he, he does not have... I mean, he has some decisions. He decisioned Volkov. He decisioned Rosenstruik. He decisioned Tanner Bowser. Actually, when he started, he subbed some dudes, which we didn't see in his last five fights or so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was I was impressed as fuck with Gon, and I love that he has a title now, and that might be undersold by everyone. But making it within nine fights. Or how how many in the UFC and, like and, and making it and making it happen with these three? I mean, if you count December of twenty twenty four fights inside of a year, just <laughs> making making it to that—it's crazy. It's I'm, crazy high pace. I see him being a favorite against Mgannou. Uh I don't think so, but only because. I mean, people are going to make a lot out of the guy that hits as hard as a Ford Escort, man. Absolutely. And people like are like that's just where money comes in is on the biggest, scariest dude. So, uh, it's like it's the only thing to add here is is Lewis making a case as an alternate in my eye poking championship at <laughs> fight at Full Metal Dojo after the Volkov gone fight in June. I think is when gone did onto the bracket for that championship and in this one instead it was lewis uh forcing gone to get inside even though lewis was pawing at his face every time he tried to punch him um to keep him back so gone using the kicks to get in it was just yeah fantastic work john morgan we have to thank him from the bottom of our hearts he does more for fighter pay than any of the complaining journos and fans do he asked Dana in the post-fight press conference why Cyril Gaon doesn't get 50k, and Dana agreed to give him 50k too. Miles yep. Johns got 50. We sent Luke and Jessica Penne. That is a bit strange, but I mean, mm. we can guess how long we want to. Everybody, UFC 265. Everybody appreciates the dangling arm. UFC oh, 265. 
yeah yeah that's that's basically it we don't have to talk about it any longer because we have more important stuff to go to <laughs> all right <laughs> give me your one one liner take on the ufc fight night hall versus strickland last oh week. god one fight I scroll i guess all right <laughs> just Cheyenne buys got a fifty thousand dollar bonus for almost head kicking a down fighter. Yes, that woman. That woman picked her hand up off the mat perfectly. She will never get up like that off the ground again, ever in her entire life. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't leave out the the event because um, it wasn't that action packed. We just le- left it out because there was some scheduling issues, but. You can go back and watch it. Just don't be overly excited about anything happening that will make you happy. Besides J and Bice, I mean, almost soccer kicking. Yeah. Gloria de Paula, almost soccer kicking. That almost. Is, that is great. It was no. There were there was a lot of there was a lot on the card, and I have not seen most of it because it was it, it it was scheduling for me as well. I just have not had time to go back. I did go back and watch the fight of the night. Which was given to Jason Witt and Brian Barberina, and it so, was a fun fight to watch. So they deserved it, of course. So we'll we'll, we'll move on now. Let's call it the Bang Bro segment. I'll I'll look. I watch. I watch the Ultimate Fighter now, and it's mostly because I made a bit out of it in this in this podcast. So now I have to do it. <laughs> And I did. And we have two episodes, actually. Episode 9 and episode 10. Let's go through it very quickly. The Ultimate Fighter Season 29, episode 9, was called Clock. Yeah. Why? Uh, uh, shit. I, I watched this and I don't remember. Look. Volkanovsky got <laughs> naked with a clock? Is that what happened? <laughs> yes. Look, it's, you don't even want to know, man. It's an attempt. Exactly. It's an attempt yeah. at humor I cannot comprehend. <laughs> So it's it was a Shalinian episode. I, I was counting the amount of hats he will wear during the episode. Um, two two nice beanies within five minutes, so it started nicely. Another beanie at around twelve minutes uh, while he was calling his family, and that is basically what I can say about this episode. Some beanies Perfect. and half of the dudes were calling their families. <laughs> Uh, at at the Wayne's, Shalinian has had another beanie on, so it count the count is four. We had a, a the Ultimate Fighter flashback by Toyo Tires, season twenty seven, Miocic versus Cormier. Um, they they thought it funny that there was a guy called John Gunther, which was, that that dude's profession is an alpaca shearer. Yeah, and people find it funny that he was a bit of out there, but I'm yeah not 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 into it. He got choked. <laughs> he did quickly. It was a very. It was very quickly. <laughs> so fight was Sholinian Ludwig versus Ricky Tersois. Uh, it was a good scrap. Um, Beanie Man got eliminated, which is quite a, which is quite sad. But Tersois was way too much for for Ludwig. He was good. He just pieced him up. So rating for this episode is one out of ten points because of the beanies. I give it one point. Fight was a six out of ten. Um. And we have no Dana quote because uh, I, I think not even Dana could be bothered recording a blurb for this episode. So, <laughs> so, move on to episode 10. Episode was titled Eye on the Price. Why? No, I have no idea. Are these guys headed for the finals or something? No clue. 
spell. I, okay, I think there true. is a missed opportunity with a Jessica eye pun, but I, I'm not coming up with a good one, so just leave it out. Eye on the prize. Okay. Um, there, there was a coach's challenge um, in this episode, which made me excited, and I was even more pleased that Forrest Griffin was introducing it. But then Ooh. it was a real bummer, man, because it was just a commercial for Toyota tires, basically. Oh. They had to change tires. So the lame meter the, the yeah. meter of this challenge, that was reaching darts and billiards level. It's like... The, the, problem, the problem is you don't get the background of these actually very good Toyota tires commercials that I have to watch over and over and again and again and <laughs> again on, on the ESPN oh. And broadcast. Oh, is, wait, is, wait, uh, Luke. What? And again 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 It's... It's a uh, it's a for- forest does some some actually very funny commercials. Yeah, but this this was just not funny at all. It was but this it was, was not so funny. boring. It was so lame. It comprehend. Look, of course, a guy named Ryder with a Y can change tires the fastest. I mean, why do we even do this? It's like that was even clear for me as a European. If you're named Ryder, of course you can change tires. They won a sushi dinner. And the rider loves him some sushi, man. Even even oh, even Mitch Raposo stopped moaning and complaining for the first time during the show because he enjoyed it. So that was that was nice. Oh, good. Um, and then, then, okay, yeah, they do something in training which they call fight simulator. And I was like, oh, uh, fight simulator, love it. That can't be a good idea. But What's then, going on here? But it's just fancy naming that I I liked it. But uh, it was just changed between pad work wrestling and light kick sparring with some sprawls in between. So whatever the fight and the simulator in that is, I don't know. But it it, it was a f- fancy naming is always working. Marketing guys will will appreciate. Um. Oh, and then oh my god, P- pal. <laughs> okay. Petrovsky was playing chess against Rettinghouse. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now. If anyone ever brings up the human chess and kinetic chess comparisons between like fighting is like chess or BJJ is like chess, I will kill myself. What season was this? No, this. Wait, this is this season? Yes. They're playing chess? Yes. <laughs> I thought you were talking about a flashback. Look, these people, it's so wrong to compare fighting to chess. And people think they seem smart if they bring up chess in connection with fighting, but it's not. Chess is a game with strict rules. Both parties have the same exact starting point and the same exact methods and means to win. It couldn't be further from fucking fighting. So stop, you fools. What should we call it? What should Nothing. We call, it call it fighting. That's what it is. Human, human. It's more of a human crossword puzzle. Oh my fucking God. No, it's like guy. a... It's like a human Sudoku. <laughs> um, <laughs> look, Ortega is, is teaching striking, which I have to be positive for a moment. He's very slick with some of his striking and slips and combos, which he showed Petrovsky. So credit where credit is due, man. Mm. Flashback is season four, the comeback season. Dana still is there, still with the high pitch voice, pre-HGH. So <laughs> Matt Sarah. <laughs> Matt Sarrow's winning the fucking competition and beat GSP to become the welterweight champ. It's like, how can you even comprehend this after it happened? Then it's it's phone calls home again. I mean, god damn it. And then we have Brian Battle. 
team, Volkanovski versus Petrovsky team, Ortega, middleweight fight. Awesome, awesome fucking fight, man. Like, that fight, I strongly recommend all of you go and watch it. That was an awesome fight. All right. It was even so awesome that Petrovsky was getting hit with a flush knee straight to his fucking dome. And he was complaining to the ref and called it that he was headbutted. And now, listen, listen, the replay was getting run on this. Like, the ref called a replay for it. Really? Okay, so... They watched the replay. So they they didn't stop the fight? They just called for a replay in between rounds? Or, like, did they stop the fight? Stop the fight, call for the replay, said that it was not not a a headbutt, continued on. Speaking of rules, is that even... (laughs) I have no clue, but it was awesome. Yeah, it's it's okay. very awesome. nice takedown defense, very nice getting up, sub defense, kicks, mean knees, mean kicks, like I battle will, battle is a fucking problem. I will fucking watch it. Yes, do it. That's that was amazing. I will. Um so that was the ultimate fighter flashback. Awesome. I don't I didn't even know did I write down the Are film? you are you excited for Volkanovski or Ortega? Are you more yes. excited now that you're watching no. this Ultimate Fighter? Has nothing oh. to do with it. I, I'm just excited for that fight. I do love that fight. So the, the slips and the training, you don't. It doesn't. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Doesn't do anything. It, they're I, not. I, they're not even doing a Ultimate Fighter finale this no, year. I was. Throw I was impressed. They've completely given up with the like with the like idea that this is important at all and not just another method to sign guys to the UFC and let me just, create content. Yeah, let content. me just say that I am very impressed by Ortega, how he is coaching and how he is looking while he is coaching. Like even with the striking, that that looked very slick. And I am very surprised that you have Team Volkanovski with a with such a good striker that Volkanovski is doing something called a fight simulator, which is clearly just bullshit. So, but no, the, the Ultimate Fighter has nothing to do with my excitement level <laughs> for that. So, right, right. Let's move on, pal. We're we're hanging I'll here. Move on. <laughs> I'll tell you about AJ. I'll tell you about AJ McKee. Of course, this dude. <laughs> I did not. I I didn't know. My apologies. This dude with a what did he what did he have like a a knee to an uppercut and then. Pitbull wasn't gone, so he had to lock up a standing uh, guillotine and put him out. And it, god damn, what a fight. This is why you don't need to talk about that UFC uh, Hall versus Strickland, because this Bellator man had it. This Bellator had it going on. I, 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 AJ McKee made me a little bit speechless. Yeah. Uh, with his record of now 17 and 0 uh, and holding the 145 pound Bellator belt right now. Yeah, he guillotine he 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 choked for Freire. He basically ran over Patricia Freire. Like, it, it was mm-hmm. not a close fight. It was not a, it was a domi- pure domination. Bellator 263, we're talking about, which is like ages ago, but. It feels like years ago, but that uppercut was something that I have not yet forgotten. So it must have been good. Um, <laughs> just hey, go back and watch that main event. Yeah. That was that was an awesome. Patricio Pitbull is good. And now everybody's starting to make heat about AJ fighting Pitbull for the one hundred and fifty five pound belt. Because I but guess that's Pitbull that's the way Bellator well. should go, man. It's like 
what else do they have for him? Nothing. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, they have fights. Like that's the thing about Bellator is like immediately upon upon dominating and winning a belt like that, everyone's like, oh well, he should go to UFC. Well, he's not good because he's not in UFC. Blah 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 blah. It's like, well, yeah, but that's... maybe he could just maybe he could just get paid and fight people in Bellator. I hope he will do that, and I'm not not mad at him for it, but. The call-outs no. he made after the fight are just ridiculous. Look, he called out <laughs> everyone, but none Did of... Did he call no, out Logan Paul? <laughs> yeah, no people no people on the Bellator roster. He called out Floyd Mayweather, and that is just so dumb. It's it's like, <laughs> it's a waste of air. So AJ has uh, a bit, bit, of, bit of work to do on, on his um, promotional that, side, but yeah. That part I did not remember, but that's... <laughs> yeah, he called out. I mean... Of course, that that is the new thing now. As soon as someone wins a title in in the UFC or or in Bellator, they call out Floyd Mayweather or, or some, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather or some boxer. Also, you know who didn't? You know, you know who what, didn't? Cyril Gan did not. So no. eat that. Yeah, pal. We have also to move on. on. Bellator. No, listen. To, yeah, Khabib was there. And of Khabib's guys won. Of Imagine course. that. Their guys all won. So Khabib is now, a lot is made of Khabib being 3-0 and as a coach yes. or 5-0 and as Congrats. a coach or something. Like that. Congrats. Uh, one, of, one of these decisions was a split that the dude did not deserve to win. <laughs> Brent Primus got robbed. Primus, Primus got robbed. Yeah, I, I say, I'd say so, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it yeah. was actually anyway, not a bad okay. Bellator card, but... No, it was great, man. It was great. We're, this is the Bellator Love Podcast. Eat that. <laughs> no, maybe not. But. <laughs> well, we have to move on because we actually got a very interesting suggestion from our listener, J-Bones. Yes. Thanks a lot for sending this in or asking us J-Bones. to break down a fight. I don't know how he, how this fight came up, but it was... Caro Parisian versus Diego Sanchez from 2006. So this we, dude, we, this we, dude gave us homework, and it was homework worth doing. Oh, now, never oh, mind yes. the fact that I did it an hour ago, but I, let it me, is homework worth doing. Let me set it up. Okay. So, if you, of course, if other listeners have a fight they want us to break down, we'll, we're happy to do it. It was actually very fun to do, and if people. Um, maybe want to stop the podcast here and go and watch Cara Parisian versus Diego Sanchez. I'll link the fight in the show notes. I have an illegal link to a YouTube video which is up, but if you have Fight Pass, you can watch it there. But um, I love to do this. Listen. <coughs> Let me... <coughs> the year is 2006. <laughs> Steve Jobs releases the first ever Intel iMac. Daniel Powter with Bad Day was number one in the music charts. I mean, who the fuck is that guy? I don't know, but... <laughs> Best-selling video game in the United States of America was Madden NFL 2007. Wow. Quelle surprise that a Madden game was number one in America. You, you, you guys have to be more... Don't tell me about. <laughs> I will go. I will go on. I will diatribe on America if you let me. Do not the, start me off. The event is UFC Fight Night Six at the Red Rock Casino and Spa. If if people have been to that spa, I'd be interested in hear about it. Yes, share your Red Rock Casino Spa story with us, please. The main event was Diego Sanchez. Diego the Nightmare Sanchez versus Cara Parisian. Mm-hmm. It is airing on Spike TV. R.I.P. 
Diego was 24 years old at that time, and Cara was 23, and Diego was undefeated, 15-0. We had notables on this card. It was basically a the ultimate fighter um, card. Um, Chris Lieben with a win by KO over Jorge Santiago. The, the, that man actually became famous for the spit gate with Bisping. Might be, might be able to get into that another time. Josh Koscheck dismantling Jonathan Goulet by KO in the first. My boy Martin Campman with a sub win over Crafton Wallace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a knockout of the night award. Chris Lieben got that one. Submission of the night went to Joe Diesel Ricks. And fight of the night nice. was Diego Sanchez versus Cara Parisian. By the way, Diego yeah, Sanchez nice. made $32,000 this night because he was on a The Ultimate Fighter contract, which is abysmal. Oh, Koscheck made 14000 Lieben made 14000 Cara Parisian made $12,000. Listen, the UFC is an opportunity No. Pat Healy and Christoph Midou, which were also on that card, made two thousand dollars. These, this is, and this is two thousand six. Yes, like this is not the eighties when no. two thousand bucks might have been some decent money. So the highest paid fighter on that card was Diego Sanchez with thirty-two thousand dollars. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. This is immediate. This is the real estate bubble. Everyone is getting money. We're about to go into a gigantic recession in 2007, 8, and 9. And these guys are getting paid peanuts immediately before a gigantic recession when there is nothing but money floating around the American economy. If you know that they got paid wages which are just abysmal. Referee Big John McCarthy started the fight between Diego Sanchez and Cara Parisian. Uh Do you want to Go into what you felt when you watched that fight. What did I feel when I watched this fight? I felt... I thought the fight itself was fucking awesome. And I have a lot of questions about judo and its efficaciousness <laughs> uh, in in later rounds when someone is tired. But, I, like, as a fight... like, And also, to set the fight up in the corners... For Diego is Greg Jackson, and in the corner for Caro is Tito Ortiz. Let me let me interrupt you here because the judo thing is is something that stuck with Caro for his whole career. Joe Rogan loses his mind. He loves it when Parisian throws Diego with what Rogan always calls a judo throw. It doesn't matter how Parisian, whatever it is, trip. It's a drag. judo throw. But look, yep, Joe. It's an Uchimata, mostly. <laughs> but Rogan doesn't care. He, he just gets millions by Spotify, but he doesn't care about it. It's judo, baby. Well, he well yeah, and he and he's at this point. It's him and Goldie, and they're oh they're there God. to yell. They're there to yell. And Correct. Goldie, for what it's for what it's worth, man. Goldie, it feels like Goldie didn't get worse. No, he like did, he, he was he stayed like, the same. <laughs> it was it, it feels like it right like because he's he's there and he's saying weird shit and mistiming his stuff and saying diego's never going to get taken down by judo and right as diego is getting taken down by judo well it's a trip but whatever you know it's like it's like it's it was very on brand yeah. and i was like wow goldie was always like this it's most of the exactly time most of the was. time when when people ask me um dear matt great matt 
tell me spiritual which spiritual leader of the my MMA my fan dear spiritual leader which which old fights should i watch i always tell people do not watch old fights they're shitty most of the time they're not good and i think i'm still right with that but this fight is crazy good like diego is still wrestling yeah he is still fast he is still technical mm-hmm. Um, These guys are young, man. They're young. Yeah, 24 and 23. Uppercuts by Diego. Um, oh, man. Parisian. The clinch, the-, the clinch and body work and uppercuts in the second or third round of Diego was awesome. Round two is actually, I, I think, um, for, for my, I, I did watch the fight two times. I watched it to score it uh, um, for the first uh, time, and then the second time I just watched it. I, I gave the first round 10-9 to Parisian just for, like, like judo throwing the fuck out of Diego. Um, but I wait, think which round? Which round first, did you say? Round first. You gave him the first. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. And then I gave him none else because after that, yeah. I think Parisian was bloody and gassed after the first, and it's a certified banger from the start. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go into Tito. Tito Ortiz is in the corner of Parisian as well as well as Manny Gamburian is in the corner too. Do you have Do you have a take yeah. on that? I thought I thought Tito actually. I I had a question about that. I thought Tito had good advice. Absolutely, did Tito. You're miss, right. <laughs> did Tito miss his calling as a hype man slash good advice giver between yeah, rounds? You're right. Because because he could have. What if he had just stuck with that and never become a city councilman, mayor, pro tem? I like mean, I mean, he could have embezzled. He could have cheated on taxes all he wants. You know, that's all. I mean, what is what does a corner man do but cheat on taxes and corner men? You, have you to. know. He's his be, his between round advice in round one and round two of of t- talking about get Carl get out there and jab him up and stop st- interrupt him with that jab snap that jab get out there and snap that it was great and then it cuts to Greg Jackson and he's like greasing Diego yeah yeah look <laughs> so round it's two like, it's like ugh, it's round great. two might be the best round I mean I, I'm not I'm not having it making a list out of this but diego Listen. is scrambling like a madman he is going for every technique and i mean all of the techniques ever yep he has elevating he elevates the hips and grabs a knee bar for a second yes he he's awesome. going for leg locks so diego is great fighting like this i don't know why he abandoned his wrestling and his bjj after after some time maybe maybe his his body was just too fucked up to do it like this but Man, did he go for for everything there and never stopping. So I I really enjoyed I will. It. I gave this round. I gave round two to Caro. Oh I my thought, god! I, I I did. I'm sorry. Oh I gave god. round one to Diego. I gave round two to Caro. I gave round three to if Diego. You, if you and want wanna, to be my wanna, new co-host, just write me to Matt at Come I'll redeem myself right now. I want to call your attention to yeah. the woman in red behind the cage at four minutes left. <laughs> Caro grabs Diego, elevates him, and slams him down. But as he picks him up to slam him, the woman's mouth just drops. She can't believe what she's seeing. And then he smashes Diego into the into the canvas, and she puts her hand over her mouth. She couldn't believe it. Then I realized she was a ring girl, and I was like, wow. She was this into is so it. old. This is so old that the ring girls were actually watching the fights. Yes, they were not jaded. <laughs> they were not jaded. <laughs> yeah. All in all, we're a bit short on time. So I, that's that's a big thank you to, to J-Bones for bringing that fight up because I enjoyed it so much. All the all the nostalgia and even even like re- 
revising myself a bit on, on my takes on old old fights because it was a certified banger. It had shoey potential. I gave mm -hmm. it 29-28 to Sanchez after three. It's one of the most fun decisions I can remember. And I, of course, I can't remember much of them. But <laughs> Honorable mention to Diego in the post-fight interview giving Joe shit and being yes. an awkward dude P because perfect. it was great. I perfect. loved it. It was so good. Just just watch this fight and watch the watch the whole package on Fight Pass. Yes. 32,000 bucks great. for Diego for that performance. Parisian got $12,000. Shame on you, Dana. Fucking Jesus. hell. <laughs> Listen, we're we're at the end of this show. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> What we'll do, um, I, I wanted to do is this this time, but maybe it's a good chance. Um, you found a documentary on YouTube. I'll link it in, in the show notes. It's called Fighting in the Age of Loneliness. And if you if you um, find time this week, just watch it and we'll, we'll break it down a bit next week when there is no UFC card, actually. Did you know that Chad Mendes signed with BKFC? Yes. We'll talk about that next week too. We will. <laughs> we will have to talk about it because, man, why would you ever? I, I mean, the the money, BKFC money. is 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 flinging around has to be insane. Because well, I well, for, flinging for, certainly flinging around to certain people. Yeah. <laughs> for what I know, from what I know, is that uh, they actually make good money hunting and stuff, doing hunting shows. I don't know that. Whatever. I don't know that they're giving Bobo a ba Bobo O'Bannon enough money. <laughs> Maybe not. I hope or, they or give, the feeling I or the feeling. Bretain Hart. They I have to. I, give, they I, have to give Bretain Hart a lot of money, please. I hope so. She deserves. She made me. She made me a BKFC subscriber, so she certainly deserves at least forty bucks. Yes. So for for next week, we'll we'll go into that documentaries. Uh, highly recommend watch this one. Um, keep your feelings for that documentary for yourself and. Um, Maybe let me know. Yeah, we'll, if, we'll if link we'll... it. It's very, it was very, very, very good. And yes. I won't say more than that. I recommend it and we'll talk about it next week. Yes. If you have takes on that, if you have questions, if you want Luke and myself to talk about a specific fight, um, please let us know. We're reachable on Instagram and Facebook and email, whatever like, you want to. Share, subscribe, follow, That's retweet, it. regram. Regram, reprogram. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> talk to you next week. Awesome. Bye bye. Thanks, pal. Bye. I'm not a person, though. I'm not. I'm a fucking feeling. And all of you guys are going to feel it. He looks a little shaken there. This is some dramatic stuff here on Battle Bang. Yeah.